Welcome to Beyond Beauty, the Professional Beauty Association's podcast where we take a deeper look inside the minds and hearts of the amazing artists in our professional beauty industry and truly how you're making a huge impact in the lives of so many. Our guest today, I am so excited, is Roderick Samuels, barber, educator, barber school owner, and most recently 2022 Naha co-host. So I am super, super pumped to get into, into all of this with you and really get into the beyond beauty. Um, so if you could for a minute, if you could talk about how did you choose this career path? What um, led you to this? <laughs> you know what? Um, so it's a lot of things, but I want to say hello to everyone, wherever you are. I hope everybody is well. We, we just over here blessed and having a good time in the best industry in the world, the personal appearance industry. Um, my name is Roderick Samuels and Le Leslie, uh, thank you so much for my wonderful introduction. Normally, a lot of people don't have really good and nice things to say about me. Um, so <laughs> this, is, this, this, makes, this, <laughs> this makes my day really, really great. Um, so to answer your question, um, my journey in the, the 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 beauty and wellness business actually came from failure. Um, when I graduated high school, I was a, a highly recruited uh, uh, wrestler uh, coming out of high school, and of course, um, my grades didn't amount up to what my goals were at the time. So, um, so needless to say, um, I kind of came into the industry based on failure. My grades weren't good in college, and uh, my mom um, came and picked me up from school. And and um, she said, well, you can't stay in my house and not do anything. So um, my sister made a suggestion. She said, you know, do you like cutting hair? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you ever thought about doing it as a career? I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, <laughs> wanted to be a, believe this or not, I went to college to be a, an early childhood education teacher. Mm. Right? Mr. Roddy loved the kids. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, um, I, I, I went and I did an apprenticeship. Um, and 26 years later, here I am today. So uh, sometimes I think it's important that, to, to not recognize failures as a bad thing. Sometimes you can build off of those failures to really kind of get along to where you need to be in life. So um, that's my story. And I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm really, really happy that it happened that way. Had I had it gone a different direction, um, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. I wouldn't be the dad that I am today. Um, but also I wouldn't be the educator and, and be so passionate about education um, without having those temporary speed bumps um, in, in, in my life. So, so yeah, I'm here now and, and loving every day of it. Well, it's interesting. You said that you initially went for early childhood education and here you are, you find yourself not in early childhood education, but still in education. So it all kind of came full circle. Absolutely. You know, my, my mom, God rest her soul, was um, she was a public school teacher for 33 plus years. And at the time when I was considering a career, I was like, you know what, my mom has like three months off during the summer. You know, um, at that time I was single and I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I can I can definitely do this. You know, three months off paid single man living my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know what? Sometimes the universe has a different path for us. And I think it's important for us not to just listen with our ears, but to listen with our heart too. Um, sometimes the path that we think that we're on is not the right path and the universe will help to steer and guide it and navigate us uh, through to where our, our true purpose is. So, um, so this is where I'm supposed to be at this very moment with everybody that's listening right now. So um, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to be a part of it. 
How did you find that though? If you, you found Barbara, you liked cutting hair, you did an apprenticeship, but how did the staying power for 26 plus years, you have um, to have more than just like cutting hair. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I like people. And, um, you know, I, we've said this in several conversations when we speak to the PBA Beacon students, we're not in the hair business, we're in the people business. And for me, um, it was just, it's very important for me to, to leave something behind based on my experiences in the past, you know, 26 years, you know, how can I pay this forward? How can I allow and let people know like how important this industry is and why it's so inspirational to me? Um, you know, just educating myself, reading, taking classes, even at, you know, where I am in my career, I still take classes. I'm still um, a lifelong learner, um, for, for lack of a better word right now. So, um, so yeah, you know, just staying inspired, staying motivated, staying focused. Um, you know, I like to read. Um, my students actually motivate me and, and inspire me a lot. Um, I like when I get brand new students, eyes wide shut, <laughs> right, um, coming into the industry and they're hungry. So that, you know, every time that we have a class that's enrolled, it actually refuels me again because I know that my job hasn't ended yet. You know, I still have more work to do. And as long as I have breath in my body, that's also a big indicator to me that, you know, I still have work to do. So, you know, to be the best, you must stand the test for hard work and only hard work pays off. So I make an effort every day, 150% to really, really, really work hard, but also, you know, to use the, the people that are around me and the things that are around me to continue to motivate and inspire me on a daily basis. And, you know, this podcast is about beyond the beauty because a lot of us are attracted to the industry because we like to cut hair or we like to put makeup on people or make people feel good. But can you tell a time or, or multiple times when for you, it, it really does, it's life-changing either for yourself or for a client or a student. I'm sure there has to be multiple that are going through your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's been a lot of amazing times um, in my career where I, I really, really felt like, you know what, this is it. This is, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, a lot of people don't really know the story behind my wife and I, um, Lauren. Um, of course, you know, she's a four-time Naha finalist. She's a, a two-time winner. And we actually met through hair. There was a class that I was teaching at the time and she wanted to teach her, she wanted to train her staff in it. So um, this industry is so, it has so many different layers. You could meet the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. You can <laughs> shape heads and shape lives and, um, you know, us meeting through hair and, and continuing our journey. And, you know, she's a super hard worker. She motivates me, um, intrinsically. And I, and I think that a lot of times it's hard to find people who really kind of Re reinstate this fire inside of you from the inside. Um, but, but us, you know, us, you know, continue our relationship. We got engaged at a hair show. We were in London, England. And I proposed to her. Um, we got married um, at a hair show. It was the, the year of 2017 when I was nominated for Men's uh, Hairstylist of the Year. And, you know, um, it's just been a really, really beautiful time um, for, for, I can't speak for her. She, she might be on another time, but, but for myself personally, um, and I, and I share this all the time. Um, she is definitely someone who changed my life. Um, she's been very gracious in 
um, helping me to pursue my own personal dreams uh, while also uh, pursuing our own dreams. You know, I, I think it's important for a lot of our listeners to understand that especially relationally, you know what I mean? Like you can be independent and submissive in a relationship, you know, and just because you get married or have children or, 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 you know, this is maybe the beauty industry is a second career for you. That does not mean that you can't be successful and still have those same dreams and hopes every day. I think the, the most important thing to do is, you know, stay focused, stay positive, you know, having a positive mental attitude and grouping yourselves around like-minded people. You know, um, if people, in your circle aren't pursuing their own dreams, they will not help you to pursue yours. So if I could just kind of put that out there for the people that are listening, always make sure to think about, you know, think about you and your career as currency. It, it may not make okay. sense right now, but think about it as a currency. How are you spending your yeah. time? Like if we think about, you know, we always say time is money and that's true. But Think about your life and your career as a currency. How are you spending time? Who are you spending that time with? Is there a return on that investment? You know what I mean? So um, so I hope that this will help to, to challenge some of the listeners, but also encourage them to find the people, find their tribe. You know, your vibe mm -hmm. attracts your tribe. And, and I've been fortunate and lucky to have Lauren with me through ups and downs, thick and thin. Um, we've traveled to Japan. Uh, we've traveled to London, you know, teaching and, and, and educating and sharing our love and passion for the industry. So, um, so behind everything else, I think that good working relationships, you know, um, is definitely key to, to really being successful in our industry. For sure. And how do you handle those difficult relationships or maybe even with a client or that you're like, Oh, I see that client in my books. And I just, that's not what I wanted it to be. How do you yeah. get yourself out of that and continue to, to grow and be positive? For sure. Um, you know, I think to, to, to handle difficult situations, um, I, I, I just first thing that kind of came to my mind, um, when we were at the North American Hairstyling Awards this year, we were having dinner and Eric Fisher stopped by our table um, and he said he, he was just kind of mentioning about people and being in the people business. Um, he, he always quotes this. He said, solve their problems and be their friends. And I think that that's something that we can all learn from, you know, sometimes when you're, you're faced with a difficult client or, you know, a difficult relationship, I think it's really important to be, to, to handle these things aggressively. Um, don't wait, you know, it'll linger, it'll turn into <laughs> something else. My dad would always, you know, I'm from South Carolina and my dad has all these like old school analogies, but he'll say, if you stir an old poop, it just gets stinker. Right. So, <laughs> so, so you, want, yeah, you don't want it to get old. You know what I'm saying? You don't want it. You want to, you want to handle it. You want to handle your poop right mm -hmm. then and there and make sure that it doesn't boil over to get to something else. Because of course we know that bad news travels very, very quickly. Good news travels slow. So we always want to, we always want to focus on, it's not about who's right. It's about what's right. And as long as we continue to do what's right and help people out, be aggressive in solving those problems and being their friends, I think that everybody will be just fine. What advice would you give to your younger self now that you've kind of been here for 20 plus years and know what the path is? And I know we all wish, you know, if I could go back with all of this knowledge, sure. but if you could. Younger Roderick Samuels will tell, would, I'm sorry, older Roderick Samuels would tell younger Roderick Samuels to, huh. I think I would tell myself to to be encouraged. 
I think I would tell myself to make decisions and not suggestions. Um, I think I would tell younger Talk more about that. I don't want to interrupt, but talk more about that. Um, You know, know, a lot of times people, a lot of times when, when people are faced with something, they like to make suggestions. Oh, well, well, you know, I, I, th- I think this will work, you know, because they don't want to hold themselves accountable. Um, and I was that person. I would be like, yeah, I, you know, well, maybe we should try this. But I all, but I only said that in in hopes that if it didn't work out, then I wouldn't be I'm the person. You know, <laughs> you know what? I'm a Libra. We don't like when people are mad at us. You know what I'm saying? So what it did was it kind of held me back from being that person and making those hard decisions and and standing by my word and 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 solving people problems and make and, and being their friends um i think that in leadership you have to be very very um you have to be very very diligent and strategic in how you deal with people how you deal with problems because it's never the problem it's always how you deal with it so when you make a decision you stick by that decision and and you make it happen is and regardless of how hard it is or and, and a lot of times you know it hurts people's feelings, but you got to stay steadfast and you got to be strong in that. So I would 100% tell younger Roderick Samuels to always, you know, trust your gut, make those decisions and stop making suggestions because you don't get anywhere like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's great advice. I mean, for all of us, honestly. Thank you. And, and what keeps you inspired to keep going now? And, and what are you working toward for the future, Roderick? Um, you know what? What one one thing that's kind of like inspiring me right now is music. Like um, uh, I love rap music. I love hip hop. Um, my 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 students always have this the new and latest and greatest in music and stuff like that. And um, normally, even when we do like photo shoots and and you know prepping for Naha, whatever the case may be, I always have to have some really really good music to kind of get me going and get my juices <laughs> flowing. And you know, I can't dance. My wife always said, "You don't dance with me. You dance at me." Like um, <laughs> I'm in a dance battle or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, well, but I yeah, always we- said that I dance like Elaine. <laughs> and I totally do, and I own it, and I just just own that. But <laughs> well, see, you made a decision. You didn't make a suggestion. I made a decision. Right? I'm just gonna yeah, deal with that for sure. Um, so so music inspires me. Um, there's so many talented young artists out there. Um, you know, the the my my, my students inspire me. Um, my mentors inspire me. Um, you know, sometimes I'll get those phone calls from the people who. Um, who had a really, really big stake in my life. And they were like, yo, man, you're kind of quiet. What's going on? Either you're working on something or something's working on you. You know what I mean? So um, so, so getting those text messages and phone calls, um, you know, people who genuinely care about my success, those are the things that kind of keep me inspired. And of course, just teaching, you know, being able to take my experiences and not just from the, the, the beauty and wellness business and barber business, but my life experiences, you know, um, I lost my mom at a young age. Um, you know, through the periods of, you know, the pandemic, you know, losing loved ones and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's been tough, but, you know, it's always going to be better at the end of it. And I know, you know, it may not seem like that right now because you're going through it, right? But through every trial, there's always going to be revelation. So as you're going through your journey and you hit a, a stumbling block or a roadblock, just know 
it's not a breakup, it's a wake up, right? So sometimes, you know, you, you walking in your room and the, the room is dark and you stub your toe, that's not a breakup, it's, it's a wake up, right? Turn the, turn the light on so you can see. So I, I think I wanna encourage everybody that's, that's listening, turn the light on so you can see. It's, it's, it's gonna be okay. And I'm not telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. Um, I'm coming up on 45 years being on this great earth and I can honestly say that I, I probably wouldn't do it any different. I, I appreciate the, the hard times because it, it makes me appreciate good times when 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 we are champions and we and when we do get that recognition and, and and from from our peers and you know even even getting a phone call from my dad you know he's 74 and saying hey man i'm proud of you because we almost wrote you off <laughs> you know we didn't know we didn't know what you was going to do we didn't know if you was going to make it you know what i mean um but to see but to, but for him to see me now um and knowing that regardless of how much hell I gave my parents at a, a younger age, you know, they never stopped loving me and um, the product they get to see right now, it, it makes them feel worth like it was, it was worth all the headache and the trouble. So keep on keeping on. Well, I imagine that everything that, that brought you to this point helps you. And I think you said earlier, it helps you relate to your students, to your clients, to others in the industry. And does, is that, your superpower or, or do you have another superpower that you haven't alluded to just yet? Um, you know what? Um, if I had to, if I had to point out something that I really, really like about myself, um, I, you know, I like the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm very driven. Um, sometimes I've, I've been called overly persistent. Um, but, but I think at the end of the day, when you have a goal in mind and when, when you, when you, you know, let's say it's, it's, you know, you want to be a six figure barber or six figure stylist, um, that didn't come easy. It comes with, you know, it comes with hard work. It comes with dedication. It comes with, you know, um, it comes with being personable and under, and having a good attitude. It become it, it it helps to to open up and become a people person. And you know, I tell I tell my students all the time, people don't know what you don't know. So I think that I do a very good job in explaining to people why being in this industry is so powerful and so important to me. I, I think I do a good job in motivating people to do things that they probably didn't even know that they had the power to do within their lives and their careers. Um, I've, I've made a living by in, empowering people to give them that, to give them that force and that power to, to be amazing and to be great, but not only just for everybody else, but for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, you, Regardless of what anybody says about you, you have to do what makes you happy on the inside. And I, I'll challenge all, the, all of your listeners, if you're doing something and it doesn't make you happy, I would 100% reevaluate why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, your own worst enemy is you. So you have to sometimes take a look in the mirror and be like, okay, Roderick, you know, WTF, like would this, you're better than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's go. Like I, I give myself these motivational talks all the time on my drive, on my commute to work, 
Sometimes when I'm, 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 I'm in the classroom by myself, you know, if I'm in the school by myself early mornings, I really kind of prep myself mentally for whatever could happen throughout the day. That way, if something does happen, I'm not taking, I'm not sideswiped by it and it doesn't steal my joy for the day. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would just, just stay focused, stay positive and just know that, you know, everything, all the work that you're putting in right now, all of the the hardships and 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 victories you had, it's all going to pay off at the end. And again, for somebody who's been doing this for a very long time, and you know, not making any excuses whatsoever, um, it is worth it. And and you'll see you'll see it at the end of the day. All your hard work and and dedication to this craft and this industry is going to pay off for it, for you. So, what are your hopes, dreams for the for the industry? Um, you know, I've been working a lot with uh, a couple organizations on uh, diversity and inclusivity. You know, that's um, not only am I a barber and an educator, I'm also an activist. Um, you know, one of the things that 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 I would love to see that my hopes are is that you know um, our our African American students are not afraid of. Caucasian clients, our Caucasian students aren't afraid of African American clients, and and not not clients as people, but stop being afraid of the texture. So we need to be grounded in education. We need to seek out the things that we know where we're weak and we're not strong at. Uh, my hopes are that you know a lot of the 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 companies and and organizations that that drop our industry also kind of take a look at that and, um, and not because I'm on the PBA podcast, but I, I do want to give PBA a shout out because, um, you know, within my respective circle, we were talking about how um, this year's Naha, we had so many people of color to win and to be nominated. And we had so many people of color to to host and to, to, to give out awards. And um, my, my, my biggest hope is that a lot of the other organizations and companies out there, not because it looks good, but because it is good for our industry and for our companies to make that change. So definitely deep diving into diversity, inclusivity, making sure that um, the BIPOC community does get a seat at the table, um, whether it be opportunities to work for major manufacturers and or just, you know, having, you know, people of color faces on magazines. I mean, you know, the standards of beauty in our and in, in, in the world, you know, for a long time it hadn't looked like me. It hadn't looked like a lot of my friends and and and, and people of color, whether you be, you know, Hispanic, indigenous, you know, it, it, we 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 never were looked at like that. So my hopes and um, I may not see it in this lifetime, but my hopes are that if we continue to do what's right, because it's not about who's right, it's about what's right, and 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 really, really work hard on being diverse and inclusive, um, our industry is going to see so many amazing more Naha winners and so many amazing more Beacon students and so many amazing more people of color that are leading our industry and 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 really, really kind of doing the good work. So that's my hopes. I love it. I I have nothing. I, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I do want to ask one like fun question. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, totally. Yeah, that's just serious? totally. I'm like that's. I I'm just taking it all in and and, and ending. But what's your favorite decade 
for like the look, the, the, the style, the aesthetic, if you, if you could pick a decade, what is it for you? Man. So I am, I, I'm, I'm a seventies baby. Um, but I think my favorite decade had to be the nineties, you know, um, the nineties, the nineties were super, super cool for me. Um, it was, you know, from, and I love fashion, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of my looks for, for Naha, it's, it's, they're, they're all, you know, they're all built on fashion and, and music and, and what's trendy right now. But the nineties were so dope. Like I'm using the vernacular now, super dope, <laughs> fresh to death. Right. Um, but the, but the, but the nineties was like, I, when I think about the nineties, I think about my parents who grew up in the sixties, you know, in the seventies, it was, it was freedom. It was dress how you feel, not necessarily what the standards were. Um, the music was good. The vibe was always good. The hair was amazing. You know, it was, it was flat tops and steps with the flat tops. It was polo shirts with the cut with yeah, the, the collar, collar pops. right you know what i'm saying it was the cardigan sweater over the polos yes. it was khakis and 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 dock sides and and sabegos and um and stan smith adidas you know what i'm saying like it was just a real real cool time to grow up and of course i graduated high school and and i don't want to hear nobody talking about how old i am but i graduated high school in 1995 and man we just we just had a real real good time that's back in the day before cell phones were like really right. big things so you had to go to your pot you had to go to your friend's house and um it just seemed like in the 90s like um, like, you know, my kids right now, everybody talks and texts and snaps and all this other stuff. And that's fine. That's the way they communicate. But I think that the authenticity of communication was so important back in the 90s because, you know, if you did have a cell phone, it was your parents and it was the bag phone that was as big as an engine. And you had that in the car. <laughs> you had to gas it up and crank it like a lawnmower for you to get <laughs> to the reception. You put the lighter in the car and you had to like plug it into the battery lighter. used to die if you use it over <laughs> 10 minutes. It was um it, it was great. But but yeah, I, you know, it, the nineties was was the fresh Prince of Bel Air. It was, you know, it was a different world. It was you know, friends. Yeah, it was. It, oh God, it was. You know, it was friends. It was the Martin Show, and now living in in Detroit, where Martin was actually, you know, that's where they they were filming it. It just it's still it's just really nostalgic for me to be in Detroit, Michigan, and you know where Motown actually has its roots. And you know, for for a lot of the listeners out there, they don't if they don't know, like Detroit, Michigan, at one point was the hub for mm -hmm. all. I mean, you're from Michigan, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, all the hair trends, you know, Detroit was the hair mecca of the, the world, not just the country, of the world. All, you know, anytime you saw uh, uh, Smokey Robinson or, or you know, a Barry, a Barry, I mean, everybody was always, and they had the flyest haircuts. Um, <laughs> they had the flyest haircuts, the flyest wigs, you know, Diana Ross, the Supremes and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, um, just, just being able to kind of tap into those things and and you know the 1990s was just a, a dope year for me and yeah that's uh you can tell i'm kind of thinking about i love it i know you're like is, you're gonna have the 90s vibe the rest of the day oh like, for sure for sure now we're for gonna, sure. gonna play the music in the school when kids are gonna be like what are you what is this if i can find my long if i can find my longboard you know my skateboard i'll i'll you know we need to take talk of that or cut off some khaki, i'll cut off my khakis and free the ends <laughs> 
make sure I got a California cuff on my jeans. You I was going to say, I'll French roll my pants for you, too. Come yeah, through. We, oh, I yeah, French honey, rolled. Yeah. I had double socks, double color socks. Yeah. You, you had, well, you, the tri sock, you had the, the red, the, the, the white, and then the green. <laughs> yeah, the but you had to have the Jodeci combat boots. Come on. You know, to go with your, with your, with your cross colors outfit. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm a 90s. I graduated in the 90s too. So for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, thank you. This has been so fun, delightful as always. And uh just really appreciate your time and sharing yeah, uh, sharing with us and sharing with listeners and those in the industry just the words of advice and inspiration because I I always take a lot from that. That's what fills me is is the inspiration from other people. And you're one of them that uh, every time I talk to you, the rest of my day I know is going to be amazing because uh, I you like you poured so much into me and I hope that others who listen to this feel that way too. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I appreciate you and the Professional Beauty Association for um, all you guys have done, not just for my wife and I and, and you know, what we've done, but, uh, but for our industry, um, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I know that our PBA members, I said our, um, the PBA members. Um, you take ownership. Well, that's good. That's all good. Uh, <laughs> You know that's that's my over persistence, uh, <laughs> but but no, you 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 guys are doing a wonderful body of work, and um, I hope that people continue to support it and um, and be a part of it. I think it's 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 pretty amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you. We'll see you soon. ISSE June twenty fifth and twenty sixth, Long Beach, California. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. My wife and I. Um. She'll be sitting on a panel. Yes. Um, she's going to be on the pigmented panel. Um, so make sure to look out for that. And um, I will be teaching uh, for Cloak and Dagger products. Uh, Larry Curtis, uh, we're going to be showcasing the latest and greatest in techniques and how to actually build your business around the tell about products and not to sell. Love it. Love it. I Now I have to sit in that class, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on through. We All want right. to invite everybody. All right. Well, thank you so much. As always, it's great to see you and can't wait to see you again in person real soon. You as well. Be blessed, sweetheart. Bye, guys. Bye.